Hello and welcome to Beyond the Real. We are back in the Mountain 91.5 studio. My name is Kyle. My name is TJ. And I'm Kyle. <laughs> We've I had swore a I wasn't long... going to do it weird this time. I was going to come I... back strong for the summer, but nope. <laughs> I'm TJ. <laughs> we had a long and beautiful and productive, I'm sure, summer. Absolutely not. We are so excited to be back in the studio doing Beyond the Real, talking about movies, news, what's coming out in the box office, and helping all of you loyal listeners in your journey to the movie theater and what to see. So, tonight's show is a little bit different than usual. Um, We are going to be doing it on Tuesday nights at 9 instead of Wednesdays, like last semester. But um, tonight we're going to be recapping the summer, our favorite and our worst movies of the summer. Um, We've all seen lots of movies, I'm sure. And we're going to talk about the movies we hated most and the movies that we liked the best because we'll save the best for last. Heck yeah. Positive emotions are good. If you don't follow us on Twitter, at Beyond the Real CMU. On Twitter, um, if you want to participate in the show, we have a section in the middle where you can participate and check our Twitter for uh, information on that, and you can join the show and join the fun. And also, if you've been missing us this whole summer and you want to hear some of our past episodes, be sure to check out our podcast on iTunes, Beyond the Real, and it features all of our old episodes, and they're all really awesome. If you're looking for a Beyond the Real fix, be sure to check that out. I'm always looking for a fix, Colin. That's, oh, I, that's how I wake up, and that's how I go to sleep. Well, beyond the real. no longer. Your days of fixed requirement have ended. They stop here. <laughs> yes. Live in show is the best way to get the Beyond the Real fix, but you can also check us out on iTunes and follow our Twitter for more information. So, without further ado, further ado we should jump right into this summer. So, um, worst movies of the summer. Uh, Colin, do you have one for... Number three. I do have one for number three. Oh, thank and, God. Uh, <laughs> wait, as I, as I say that, I look at this and I actually don't have one for number three. <laughs> um, like I said, I do not have one for number three. Okay, so... So I'm going to pull that out for a little bit. Um, Colin is a very positive person. He does not have a movie. He does not like to say movies are bad. Well, I mean, you know, it's only the ones you've seen, so it doesn't mean that they're the worst movie. Yeah. Ever. It just means it's the worst one you saw, right? Yeah. Agreed. Well, how about this? Give a movie that you did not see but you know was bad and has had bad reception. Uh, I did not see Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. It just looked not too good from the trailers. The plot was kind of samey, I think. And I like Chris Pratt, and I he was the only remotely appealing thing about that, but mm-hmm. it just looked generic it didn't look like it was anything really special so i did not check out jurassic world fallen kingdom because it looked quite average i mean so that could be on your list you just haven't seen it you knew it was bad so you didn't go see it yeah so and that qualifies um my number three because i have filled out this list and i work in a movie theater and i've seen lots of movies even the bad ones is the darkest minds it was released earlier in August, I, if I recall that correctly, based off uh, a book, a um, young adult novel, if you will, and I had pretty decent hopes for it. It looked a lot like X-Men, where the, the kids are like mutated. It's like the X-Men crossed with the Jimmy Neutron movie, where like the kids are taken over. Well, if it's got some DNA from the Jimmy Neutron movie. it. I mean, only in the fact that the kids are like taking over and it's like adults are bad they're all really bad let's fight the adults because we're kids and kids rule you know this is kind of off topic slightly but okay i I have noticed that in the jimmy neutron movie jimmy has some really long socks that come like halfway up his leg (laughs) in the show he doesn't just in the movie yeah it's it's pretty weird anyway carry on (laughs) <laughs> that's when's the last time you saw that movie i was like i don't know when it came out i noticed it as a kid and i was like huh i don't have a lot of things going on in my brain right now so <laughs> i got time to think about this 
<laughs> so, <laughs> yes, wow, it has a the, little bit. The more you know, yeah. the less you don't. Okay. <laughs> and and so, now I know about Jimmy New- Jimmy Neutron. Oh, jeez. Wow. Well, it has a little bit of DNA in it, but, you know, the movie wasn't all bad. The concept was pretty cool, which makes sense because it was based off a book. But it was so poorly executed, I think. Um, clearly, it is supposed to be, you know, a young adult movie. I saw it as very adolescent, I'd say, and, and immature in a lot of ways. And they, they, shy, they shy away from some darker themes. And it was just boring. You know, nothing moved me for it. And the very last shot is supposed to be like this grandiose thing was in the trailer. And it was like, come on, come on. Like, I gave it a... Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah, it was like, I I gave it a big old, come on, guys. (laughs) Big old, come on, guys. Great job, guys. Yeah, exactly. TJ nailed it. Yeah, precisely. So, The Darkest Mind, that is my uh, number three worst movie of the summer. We'll move on to TJ. All right. So, this... um... This is not necessarily a movie from the summer, but I did kind of like technically see a little bit of it. So, uh, I mean, like, like I, you know, I was I was sitting in a kitchen and it was playing on the TV in the other room, and I didn't like it. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, I didn't like "I Feel Pretty" by Amy Schumer. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Oh, I didn't either. Just because of the premise, you know, it's a movie where Amy Schumer thinks she's not pretty and then she gets brain damage and then she's like okay i guess that's fine now which is like a terrible message like you you don't need brain damage to feel beautiful right what a great theme yeah it's it's really like kind of depressing so yeah just on that fact alone i i didn't like number three absolute worst movie of the summer which wasn't actually from the summer but i saw it during the summer was i feel pretty uh solely created by amy schumer and no one else (laughs) (laughs) entirely her fault yeah in her liability yeah didn't we i mean we reviewed that out since that was not during the summer you must have seen it i did because i watched it later with my mom and i puked in my mouth a little bit um only a little just so yeah a little baby barf uh (laughs) yeah i just i wow i really did not like yeah I I i didn't like that one either and I, I talked about it in one of our episodes. It was even like, I feel like I thought of it in an unbiased way. I came in to watching it from a completely neutral standpoint. I was like, I am going to give this movie a chance. And wow, it floundered that opportunity. I still remember the one good joke from I Feel Pretty, which was uh, when the the head of the makeup company that Amy Schumer is trying to work for says, we're trying to get our products into the regular superstores like Target and Kohl's. Kohl's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she just mispronounces the store, and that was the funniest joke in the movie for me. Wow. That's kind of sad, uh, but yeah, also it funny. wasn't that good. So that was number three for all of us. We're going to move on to number two. Not a great job, Amy Schumer. 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 Amy Schumer. Okay, uh, oh, man, I had a great time off on my Schumer break. <laughs> Number two. Colin, what was your number two worst movie of the summer? My number two worst movie of the summer was Life of the Party, starring Melissa McCarthy. And uh, it's it's not bad. It was just thoroughly unremarkable. Also, it completely ripped off of Back to School, starring Rodney Dangerfield. And it was just a less funny version of that for a bunch of it. Mm-hmm. Um, It wasn't a comedy so much as just like trying to make us... I thought I thought that it was trying to make the viewer feel for Melissa McCarthy's character. It, the plot of the movie is that her daughter is g- going to her last year of college, and Melissa McCarthy decides, "Oh, I'm going to go to college too." So she uh, she decides that she's going to go to school, and the comedy mostly comes from her like embarrassing herself and embarrassing her daughter. And it's just it's just not that great. There really wasn't anything even remotely memorable for me about life of the party so that uh it's it's not terrible it's just one of the worst ones that i saw this summer unremarkable yeah i did like i i saw this with my girlfriend and i think um the part where she's giving the speech was pretty funny or like the the rapport between her geology professor was pretty pretty like funny yeah it tickled my nerve a little bit 
Yeah, she personified the worst fears of public speaking that people have yeah. in, in giving the speech. And I have to give it to her. McCarthy is terrific at physical comedy. She is. Yeah. I do wish that the relationship between her professor was developed more. I think that was actually one of the things that worked the yeah, best in the movie. Now. Wow, I haven't seen that movie since like early May when it came out. Yeah, huh. I mean, it was a long it's time ago. coming back to me now. Yeah. All right, well, number two for me, Hotel Artemis. And this is... My number two, because I had really high hopes for it. You know, the, the trailer the trailer looked really stylistic, and it looked really well thought out, and it was just... I was excited for this movie, um, and it just really disappointed me. I mean, there there were actors in there that I really wanted to see on the big screen. Um, Dave Bautista, first... Maybe his first time not being Drax uh, in see, a movie? Did you see Spectre? The newest Bond. Oh, no, I did not. Okay, he was the bad guy in that. Dang. Okay. Yeah. I need to watch that then. Oh, and he was in Blade Runner 2049. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yeah, he was good in that. Okay. Yeah, okay. My apologies. But he was a pretty big part of um, Hotel Artemis. Not saying he wasn't Inspector, but... Um, or... And then Charlie Day I was also excited about. Spectra. As Spectra. The... <laughs> as, <laughs> as the head of the makeup company and I feel pretty would say. I like it. Um, So it was just really not good it didn't do anything for me the action was sparse and not exciting i didn't really care about the story so just disappointing and that's that's the worst of it dj all right um so i feel like i should clarify first of all like for myself um this three through one list is number one the worst Yes, that is the worst. Okay, well that would that was supposed to be Amy Schumer's I feel pretty. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oops. I just figured like like that there were th- number 3, it was like three worsts at once. As yeah. opposed to one worst. Anyway, it doesn't affect number 2 cuz that stays in the middle no matter what. Yeah. Uh number 2. Mm-hmm. For TJ. It was Bad Samaritan. Mm. I did not see a lot of movies over the summer. So and th- so this was not that bad. It just wasn't especially, like, fantastic. It's, like, basically, if you didn't hear about this movie, because apparently a lot of people didn't, um, it's, like, this kind of crime thriller, sort of, about uh, one of those uh, boys at the fancy restaurant who stand outside and take your car. The valet. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. the valet. It's about a valet who... Uh, Nailed it. A, a couple of valets, actually, who uh, their whole their whole... Their whole jig is that they um, they take the GPS on the car and ask it to take them home so that they get to the get to the person's house so that they know that they're not home and then they break in and then they go ransack it and then leave. Uh, so they go to this one guy who's David Tennant, actually, uh, from 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 Doctor Who. Doctor Who that actually wh- made him. They made David Tennant. Um, he's he plays the villain in this movie who has a woman kept locked up in his house and they find Whoa. the woman and they're like oh geez and then the rest of the movie they're just like two criminals going at each other and being all rough it's 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 fine it's not really all that like it doesn't do a whole lot of interesting things but it doesn't really mess anything up either and david Tennant is really wacky uh he's he's a crazy hammy villain it's kind of weird but fun to watch um so yeah Bad Samaritan, number two worst movie. Not really worst, but just worst of what I saw. There okay. TJ. All right. Well, with that, we'll move on to our worst, number one, the worst. Except for how me. The list this is, is going to be number three, least worst. <laughs> but, uh, sorry. Colin. All right. I'm going back to that well of movies that I saw the marketing for but didn't see because it looked bad. Skyscraper starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson looks looked uh not not too good to really me. yeah it looked like it looks like just a diehard ripoff for the most part uh gener- i don't remember any dialogue from the trailer i remember that dwayne johnson has a prosthetic leg mm-hmm. but outside of that it just looked really nothing it just looked really average it looked like something that i wouldn't want to go to the theater and spend my money on this is kind of bad. He has like a family, and he's trying to save them from a really tall building. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's coming after them. It's got arms. <laughs> yeah, I think the other movies in the box office really had a leg up on this movie. 
I don't even remember. I truly don't. But it just I'm I, I hate to I hate to put the I hate to put the rock at my worst at my number one worst spot, but just just looked real bad. Dang. Number one worst skyscraper. Looks starring like the rock, the rock sank to the bottom. It rate <laughs> You make that joke? You didn't even <laughs> notice my leg up? Come on. It was what? a pun. It was an amputee. He has one leg. He has a prosthetic leg. Oh, I didn't even notice. Whoa. <laughs> oh my god. Oof. That's like that's like the next Oof. level. That's not. <laughs> went over my head like a like a plane does. Yeah, we're going up to the next level in the skyscraper. We got a lot of levels to go to go to the top. Wow. I think we should go to the next level and see what your number one worst movie was. <laughs> okay. Uh, mine was Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. You, Colin's number three worst, and. God, wow. Oh, so you actually saw it. Oh, yeah, I yeah. saw it, and I really regretted it. In fact, I could go on for probably 20 minutes um, why I absolutely hated this Looking movie. at my watch, wow, that's pretty and passionate. go. Colin does not, he is not wearing a watch right yeah, now. Uh, full transparency. Oh, but man. Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, I mean, I was not super excited for it, which you know, gives the movie an advantage because I'm not excited for it, right? The the expectations are pretty low, but they didn't even meet that. It was just so terrible of a movie. Um once again it did nothing for me. Um you know the the evil guy, the the villain for half the movie is this the evil guy. The evil guy is like this military dude and he's just like super masculine like yeah, I use brute force to like do things. <laughs> and, like one of the like hipster girl protagonists is like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm progressive and I'm gonna defeat you. And it was like, I don't know, it was just over the top that way. Um, and like Chris Pratt wasn't that good. Um, the, the who cares about the dinosaurs in this movie? They're like saving them. It's supposed to be like this humanitarian thing. And it's like, why are the, the island is exploding? Also, there's like a volcano, so that's a thing. And I don't, I don't know what else to say. Like, did you like the first Jurassic World? It was okay. Like, I, I like the dinosaurs, and there's a spectacle, and it's like, wow, look at them, they're cool. But in this one, it just it didn't. They're not even. It's Jurassic World three. That's what it was. It was Jurassic World three. I mean. No, no, no! Like Jurassic World three, when they Colin just get, hold up a tube. Yeah, he he tried to to, <laughs> to strike him. me down. Jurassic Park three. I'm sorry, that's what I meant to say. Jurassic Park three, not Jurassic World three. Um, Alan, it, it's Jurassic World. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was as bad as Jurassic World three. Even though I think Jurassic World three is not that bad. Are you talking about Jurassic Park three? D- Jurassic Park three. Oh my goodness, I've been indoctrinated. Get on <laughs> it, you dungle. Um. So, anyways, I didn't think Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park 3 was that bad. But Jurassic World 3... Oh, my God. I can't keep these... I'm going to say Fallen Kingdom from now on. Fallen sure. Kingdom. It was just like Jurassic Park 3, where like the dinosaurs are released on the mainland. is like, whoa. And then also, um, Jeff Goldblum is in it, beginning and the end. Best actor and character in the entire franchise. And at the end, he's like... Welcome uh, to Jurassic World. And it's like, uh, why? That's so cheesy. I think you mean, uh, welcome to uh, Jurassic World. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, exa- <laughs> it's delivered just like that. Um, so I just really didn't like it. Uh, and then, like, the message of it is clones are people, too, I guess. And that's stupid and not consistent. I, I don't know. It was, it was bad. And clones have to exist first. Yeah, I mean, it was mostly in the context of dinosaurs, but it also talked about a little girl, and now I just spoil it. I was going to say, I'm trying not to spoil it, but if you haven't seen it yet, I mean, it's out in DVD, so whatever. I I didn't like it. The ending was bad. Bad, bad. Really bad. I don't want to see the next one. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. What about Jurassic Galaxy, when they they (laughs) extend the universe even further? Dang! It's got dinosaurs <laughs> swimming around in the pools on Mars. Oh, I was thinking like Jurassic World Fallen Er Kingdom or something. Like <laughs> Fallen Error. Fallen Er <laughs> Kingdom. <laughs> All right, TJ, what's your number one worst movie? Of the, uh, or number three, rather. Yeah, it was 
I feel pretty, but I spoiled that because I got this list backwards. Yay! Good job, Woo! TJ. All right. Uh, can I do a drum roll, or is that going to is that gonna screw with the microphone? Uh, no, number three. I mean, actually, this isn't a great drum roll because it's number three, like, the least bad. Oh. Anyway, Bad Samaritan. Woo! Bad Samaritan. I, I only saw that movie. That's really the only movie I saw in theaters this summer. Oops. Uh, that's going to be uh, everything but the worst is Bad Samaritan. Um, awesome. It's not a good Samaritan. <laughs> if it were a good Samaritan, it wouldn't be down here at the bottom of the, where is, I don't even know where this is on the list at this point. I've, I've ruined everything. Uh, I think we should probably carry on. <laughs> and now we're going to get into our top and our favorite movies of the summer, starting with number three from the top TJ. Number three. This so I your got third, right. your third. Yeah. Okay, great. So Colin, why don't you start us off? My third favorite movie of the summer was Incredibles 2. I have been waiting for this movie for a long time, as well as everyone else has, for 14 years now. Mm-hmm. And it was just a blast. The anim- um, This sounds bad, but the I think the best things about the movie were not scripted. The score was mm. screaming and awesome. And the animation is some of the best I've ever seen in anything. I remember there's a there's a scene when Bob Parr is like holding Jack Jack, and you can see the fibers in his shirt, and it just shows how far Pixar goes to make their animation look good. Story was fine. It was actually a really good progression of what the Parr family would probably turn into. I enjoyed it. It wasn't it wasn't as good as the first one, I think, but that's also a movie that I saw at a young age. And that's kind of one of my foundational childhood mm-hmm. movies is the Incredibles. So I had really high hopes for the sequel. And for the most part, it met them because it's really enjoyable. There's great action. It has a really interesting message about the public's relationship to superheroes. If they were to exist. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. I thought that was contributing something new to the genre. And I appreciate that. And it's just, probably one of the most fun times I've ever had in the theater. I saw it with my, I saw it with my parents. I, I didn't expect to, to do that, but they enjoyed it too. And I had just a blast with Incredibles too. I really liked it. Definitely third favorite movie of the summer. Yeah, I can definitely agree on a lot of those sentiments. Um, <clears throat> the score was just super awesome and cleaning theaters. I got to listen to it like all the time I listened to the score and it never got old. The specific superhero themes are really fun too. They are. Um, so yeah, I can definitely uh, mirror a lot of that. Uh, my number three for the summer was Deadpool two and obviously a sequel to the original Deadpool movie. And you know, in a lot of ways, I think this movie was better than the first Deadpool. Um, they didn't have to develop any of the characters as much. Um, They could focus on different things like throwing in lots of jokes and throwing in more heroes. And obviously it had a bigger budget. Um, And I think that did a lot for the movie and cable was just the, the interactions between Deadpool and cable were just hilarious to observe. I mean, cable or um, Colossus was funny in the first one. And, uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's funny what they did to Colossus by the end of the movie. I think that was really appropriate and just entertaining to watch. I don't know how else to put it. The fact that, like, what they did to it just Colossus. works well. And Cable works amazingly as a straight man. Like, speaking comedy wise, like, um, someone to bounce jokes off of. Man, this is a really good year for Josh Brolin. Between... He, he was in like four movies. Yeah, between Infinity War and Sicario 2 and Deadpool 2. Yeah. He's doing all right for himself. Um, So Deadpool 2, solid. I didn't really have any major gripes with it. Um, The, what's his name? Russell? Russell, the um the kid that he takes care yeah, of. Yeah, I think Russell. Russell. He was like annoying at times, but that's like the worst of it. And Do you think he was the same kid from Up? I was thinking that in the theater. Like, I was thinking about Jimmy Neutron sucks. <laughs> these are... Somebody's got to think about these things. These are important things yep. to, to realize. I mean, it's uh, owned by Disney, Pixar, and Marvel. Well... It's all the same Deadpool can. Deadpool 2 is, is not really Marvel. But it will be. 
I hope it will be soon. Disney's watching over, looming over the Fox territories. Like, uh, <laughs> with their big old Mickey Mouse eyes. Yeah, you could see the ears from miles away. So, anyways, Deadpool 2, that was my number three favorite movie of the summer. TJ, what was your number three? Uh, it's Bad Samaritan. <laughs> yeah, not only Why is was that? it my number two uh, least favorite movie of the summer, but it was also my number three most favorite movie of the summer wow. because uh, I thought David Tennant was a goofball. All um, right. Which is not something you normally get to see and be. Granted, I don't normally see him in a lot of things, but because I don't really watch Doctor Who. But who? David Tennant. He was a. He played one of the doctors in Doctor Who. Who? Oh, Doctor Who. Okay, I understand. <laughs> I, I get the bit you're trying to make, and I'm refusing to play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, seriously, David Tennant was a lot of fun in the movie. To be honest, the more I think about it, the more I want to want to. Give him a little handshake. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. With that, I guess we'll move on to number two. Our number two favorite movies of the summer. Colin, what was your number two? Seems as we're going off of a repeat, I'm going to continue the trend. My second favorite movie this summer was Deadpool 2. Mm-hmm. And right. I really liked it because I thought it took a lot more risks than the first one. And it really branched out and did a lot of different stuff that superhero movies haven't done I think it was really creative. The humor went to different places. I apologize if this is if this is really generic, but I'm trying to not repeat everything that Kyle said about <laughs> it already. Um, the action was really good. They introduced a lot, a lot more characters, and Cable was awesome. He was just really compelling and cool to watch. I really liked him as a villain for the film. I thought he was great. And a uh, side note: I saw Deadpool two when I was in London this summer. I had some, I had some time. Did they have it, British subtitles? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Um, uh. It was like eight o'clock, and it was that awkward time where you don't really want to go back to your Airbnb, but like you do, you're you've done everything that you wanted to do for the day. So I just went to a movie theater, and I saw Deadpool two, and it cost eighteen pounds for the ticket, which is like twenty three dollars. Whoa! It for the w- ticket itself? Yeah, but it was also in like a luxury theater with like recliners and real good stuff. But oh. we got that over here, though. Yeah, but... it doesn't cost eighteen pounds. Yeah, yeah I don't get the British subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fee. That's the yeah. fee. Yeah, if wow. I had to, like if I had to time. do it again, I probably wouldn't have done it. But wow. it was it was really cool to to see that, and that was a. Uh, that was something that I'll remember all alongside Deadpool 2 was the ticket price and where I saw it. Un- and unfortunately, I didn't see Deadpool 2 at Celebration Cinema, and I wish I had. Yeah. I wish you, you wouldn't have spent that much money. Yeah. <laughs> Worth it. Um, I actually want to talk about the theater. Like, that, that blows me away. Was there anything else to justify that, that increase in price? The concessions were cheaper. Were they? Yeah, because okay. of the high ticket prices. And also, you know how a theater, you know how a movie starts in the theater? Like the, it's like a nine o'clock show. So like the movie preview started at nine mm-hmm. o'clock. Well, for the theater there, the pre, pre previews don't start until the movie's showtime. So I actually kept time of how long I had to wait between when the showtime for the movie was and when it actually started. It was 40 minutes. Oh, wow. because they had commercials for everything, like cars and and other what like TV the sh- and other TV shows, and then previews for the movies at the showtime. It's just a thing that they do differently, and I wish I had known that before getting there twenty minutes early for the theater. Because, <laughs> well, oof. But you know what? It was a lot of fun, and it was really fun to hear like the the British guys behind me just like griping about the movie in their in their accents it's like hey what are you doing deadpool oh that cable guy <laughs> that's exactly what the subtitle said uh, Oi, deadpool. <laughs> Oi, deadpool. every time someone says something no matter what it is Oi. Oi. <laughs> wow okay that's interesting we lad well the reason i that's asked almost... that is that you're just a wee lad in Scottish. <laughs> Recently, I took a trip to Austin and saw a movie at the Alamo Draft House. 
Oh, I've heard it, awesome stuff about that theater. Yeah, no, it was a really cool experience. Um, and they have like a half bar in front of the seats. It doesn't block the screen, but like, so you can order beer and the the food and it goes right there and it's like full menu, like restaurant style. And they're very strict about talking. And one of the cooler things is that there aren't regular movie trailers, that all the trailers pertain to the movie are are related in a similar theme cool and they have like um so i watched eighth grade which i completely forgot about in this list wow eighth grade was a great movie um but they had interviews with bo burnham before the movie instead of like you know trailers about mission impossible or whatever Mm. (laughs) so anyways that was a big tangent about movie theaters but um if you're ever in mount pleasant or in the surrounding area you can check out celebration cinema for a great movie going experience, our sponsor for the show. Um, thanks for supporting us, uh, allowing us to do what we do, and we get to go and see movies and have a great time. Yeah, thanks, Sally B. Celebration Cinema, Mount Pleasant. So, on to the next person for number two. Uh, we're still on number two for our top movies of the summer, and mine was Mission Impossible Fallout. So, I didn't even see the last Mission Impossible. In fact, Rogue I can't. Rogue Nation. I was going to say, I don't even remember the name of it. Um, I watched um, Ghost Protocol, and I enjoy that pretty, like, with the giant uh, skyscraper in Dubai, which is, which was pretty cool. But, you know, I, I, I was really excited about this one because it just looked like a solid movie. And I also wanted to see Henry Cavill as uh, a villain, and I thought that was pretty cool um, to see <laughs> the justification for the superman upper lip in justice league Ugh. um and it was, I, I don't want to say it's worth it because it was bad in justice league but i definitely understand why he did that because mission impossible fallout was a great movie it was solid there's nothing of like um like real substance there's no like message but if you want to go and be entertained for however long the movie runtime i think it's like over two little over two it's, hours it's like two and a half hours something but if, i'm i'm with you there yeah if you want to go and be entertained go go check out uh mission impossible fallout i think the movie does this spectacular job of raising the tension throughout scenes so there's a a, a chase scene in the middle of it that goes on for maybe 15 minutes, maybe even longer, but the score continues to raise the tension and just the stakes keep getting higher and higher and higher. The energy level keeps going up. It's just amazing um, that they were able to accomplish that. So Mission Impossible Fallout, a lot of people think that it would be just this generic movie and it's not worth uh, any note, but I really enjoyed it and it was a great movie. So that's my number two for the summer. TJ, what was your number two favorite movie of the summer? Uh, actually, I keep forgetting to mention that I've seen this. Oh, oh. Um, I mean, you guys already know. But uh, I'd say my number two for the summer was Deadpool 2. Just All like right. Colin. I'm going to place my Deadpool 2 right next to Colin's Deadpool 2. It's two little Deadpool 2s. Right. So I can't even say Deadpool, Deadpool 4. squared. Don't forget yeah. my Deadpool 2, which is number 3. Yeah, it's, but that's on, the, it's on the shelf below it because it's okay. Deadpool okay. 3. Yep. Uh, anyway, right. yeah, I really like the first Deadpool. Um, for some reason, the second Deadpool didn't quite stick with me as much. That might just be because it's the, it's the same thing. It's not like so much of a new, unique thing. Um, but I thought that it was very much like the same spirit like but like on a larger scale they did a good job of maintaining the momentum through mm-hmm. into the next movie so yeah that's a, not a number one but it's a number two uh awesome it's a big old poo poo number two <laughs> I'm, I'm a i'm a technically an adult technically a grown man here <laughs> adult. um well with that we should move on to our top our number one favorite movie of the summer colin what was yours my favorite movie of the summer was mission impossible fallout <laughs> and kyle talked about it some already so i'm I gonna did. do my best to cover ground that he hasn't i tried not to take too many of the talking i points. noticed that and i appreciate that the um i'm i'm part of a movie group on facebook and we discuss like fun stuff that comes out and what a bunch of them were saying after seeing mission impossible fallout was 
I think in terms of just how well the action is put on screen, that is probably the best action film since Mad Max Fury Road. Mm. There is a large reliance on practical effects for a lot of it. There's not much CG in Mission Impossible Fallout. Like, when you see Tom Cruise, who is 55 and still doing all these stuff. Is he 55? Yeah. I was wondering. Never, never would have guessed. Like, they actually dangle Tom Cruise from a helicopter to get the take for the uh, for the film, and it really shows, and it looks cool. The plot has a lot of moving parts. It's a little dense at times to follow, but you don't go into Mission Impossible to watch it for the plot. You go to watch it for the fun and the stunts. And there are a couple big ones. In particular, there's a helicopter chase toward the end that could have just kept going, like, forever, and I would have kept watching it. <laughs> it's really, really well done. There's a There's a bunch of chase sequences. There's a halo jump in the beginning of it when Tom Cruise jumps out of, like, a plane, and it's all done in a single take, and it's it's actually breathtaking is the word I'd use to describe the action in Mission Impossible Fallout. And it's, someone told me that they did that shot like 70 times. Wow. Yeah, the jumping out of the plane thing, they did it like I, 70 times. I did not know Tom that. Tom Cruise jumped out of a plane 70 times. Yeah. Apparently. This man cannot die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you the ha- then, you haven't, then you haven't seen Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he died a lot in that yeah. movie. Oh, um, a oh. lot, actually. Like an infinite amount of <laughs> times. That's, in fact, yeah, like but, what he did in that movie. That's all he did. But I, I'd be hard-pressed to think of a movie that I went to where I had more fun than I did with Mission Impossible Fallout. It's a great popcorn flick, and I I really, really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm happy to put Mission Impossible Fallout as my favorite movie of the summer. Definitely unexpected. I don't think a whole lot of people expected it to be on it anyone's top of the list no i didn't i wasn't expecting that either but then the reviews started coming in when it uh premiered and it's like this movie's terrific like five stars from a whole bunch of different people it's like wow maybe there's something to this Mm -hmm. and for me there was i greatly enjoyed it well speaking of movies that are unexpectedly at the top of people's list my number one movie of the summer is the meg Starring, the shark movie? The shark movie <laughs> starring Jason Statham. Um, so stick with me right here, okay? So obviously this is not the most well-crafted movie ever, okay? I, I recognize that it's not going to win any Oscars, but it's just in the same vein of like Sharknado and those ridiculous movies that I usually hate. I usually hate it, but for some reason this one just had a charm to it that I really latched onto. There was just so many tropes that of like these PG 13 horror thriller movies, you know, monster movies like um, the point of view shot where it's going around a corner. It's like, Oh, is there going to be something around the corner? Is there going to be a giant shark around the corner? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And there was literally a shot where this isn't really spoiling anything. Also, They get the shark at the end, okay? That's not a spoiler. Okay, this is what did you expect? They they get the shark. I thought the shark was going to get them. Nobody watched Jaws and they're like, oh, I don't think the shark is going to, you know, survive. Nobody nobody thought that (laughs) the shark would survive throughout the movie, okay? The Meg. This isn't a spoiler. I'm not going to worry about spoilers. Jason Statham is in the water and he's got goggles on. He's just kind of swimming I'm not going to explain how he got there, but he's just swimming in the ocean, right? And it's a point of view shot from inside his goggles. And he, he like, you know, he's treading water. So he's, his head is bobbing in and out of the water and they bob probably five to six times. And by that time it goes like, you know, in the air, underwater, in the air, underwater. And by that time you're like, oh, I guess the shark's not going to show up. Like this is a trope. I thought the shark was going to show up and they, they wait so long to actually have the shark show up and i was just like oh my god i didn't expect the shark to show up because he waited so long and i just loved it because they knew what the movie was gonna be and they went full into the tropes i mean literally there was a part that was so ridiculous that had me laughing out loud um there was a part where jason statham stabbed something into like the dorsal fin of the shark 
Or no, it wasn't the fin. It was like literally the shark's eye. He, he managed to stab something into the shark's eye. And the shark jumps out of the water like a freaking dolphin at SeaWorld. <laughs> and Jason Statham is holding on to whatever he stabbed. And he's out of the water. Probably like 60 to 70 feet out of the water holding on to this dang shark. And I'm like, what is going on in this movie theater? Like, it was supposed to be this epic movie. Or like, epic part of the movie. It was like, Shark Week, baby! And I was just cracking up, like, just laughing the entire time. Oh my goodness. And there was many moments like that. I don't want to list them all here to like, you know, give you guys a chance to watch this movie, but wow. I I mean, I enjoyed it. I wouldn't even say ironically because I think the, the filmmakers intended to go so deep into these tropes and just really go for it. They knew what it was. Yeah. And it's like, you know, those, we all know those bad movies where they, they fall for those uh, stereotyped moments and they don't even realize that it's like a stereotype and it just looks bad and it's bad. But the Meg is completely different. They were conscious of it, at least from my perspective, and I really, really enjoyed it. So the Meg is easily my favorite movie of this summer. DJ. Okay. My number one. I want to hear this. Favorite movie of the summer. Yeah. Is a movie so good. It transcends time. In fact, any any period of time you ask me for my favorite movie, I'd put this one in there. It's before the movie was released. Whoa. Yeah. That, That's wow. how much I sincerely and unironically love the movie Sherlock Gnomes. <laughs> okay, so you had me got, going, dude. You've got you've you got, had me going. You've got the lore of Sherlock Holmes. And the lore of Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. And the third element. <laughs> the, 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 the catalyst that blends these, these two universes together so seamless, seamlessly is gnomes. It's because the gnomes. It's, it's good. The gnomes. I like the movie. I didn't actually like the movie. I don't know. Everything is a lie. I only saw Bad Samaritan over the summer. What am I supposed to put on this list of six movies? I like I like Bad Samaritan. You could see it if you want to. <laughs> that is TJ's list. Both lists. <laughs> if you see it if you see it like in a bargain bin that's like two dollars. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Movie nights. Uh all right. So that was our top movies of the summer. We're now we're gonna jump into our movie lib section. Of the night, and our wonderful um, host, Colin, has one prepared for us. All right, we're going to jump right into it. Man, I miss doing this. This is a lot of fun. Guys, I need a noun. Uh, Stilt. Perfect. You got it. Stilt. Just nail it. We don't need a crutch. We don't need a crutch. We don't need stilts. We can stand on our own. All right. Going going right from there, I need an adjective. Um, Unappreciative. (laughs) I've got a list here in, here in my phone. Sorry Are to break you, the illusion. You're cheating. I, I kind of like, I like to collect words. <laughs> you know? a little collection. You have like a box yeah. of words. I've got a, I've got a list of fun words. Okay. All right. All right. What's next? A place. San Francisco. France. San Francisco. <laughs> okay. You got it right, Dad. San Francisco? How did I say so? San Francisco. I'm going to try not to use a list. I'm sorry. <sighs> okay, so okay. F R A N six zero. It's like it's like the digital version of like post apocalyptic dump the world into the computer. <laughs> Welcome to San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> All right, plural noun. Hmm. Um, geeses. <laughs> Kyle, you are on fire today, <laughs> man. You did. Man, you don't even need the list. <laughs> you got it all up here. Uh, yeah, I got a list right in my brain. Okay, yeah. next one is a tool. Me? <laughs> ah. Saw that joke coming from a mile away. Oh, um, man. Oh, what? What's a good tool? Like, what's a funny tool that you wouldn't think of? You know? I'm trying to think. You know, I can also expand it to, like, a household object. Nah, like, I think we can go with tool. I think okay. I think we can do tool. Okay. Neither TJ or I am uh, 
a handyman <laughs> we're processing the few tools that That's we fine. know of <laughs> hammer um how about like um xbox 360 live support <laughs> wait just life support oh ew. well like oh, defibrillator yeah. uh, what defibrillator yeah, uh, support. would Xbox 360 like chat support? Would it work? Um, Does that work? Just fine. <laughs> I, I like how it's Xbox 360. I don't know why. I mean, like specifically, that's the last like big console. It's like a tool to fix your Xbox Live sure. account, I guess. Yeah. All right, going from there, got an occupation. Um. Mm. Uh, hmm. One of those people who come out at Applebee's and clap to sing to the birthday song. <laughs> like, not a waiter. Restaurant a waitress. birthday like, song clapper. Uh, birth- Restaurant birthday singer. Bur- bur- birthday singsman. <laughs> Restaurant birthday singsman. Or singswoman. Love- birthday sings person, let's say. Okay, I like that. Let's be inclusive, TJ. Yeah. When we're my doing idea. Yeah, well, we can't, we can't go away from people kind, can we? No. All right. We're all people. Sings person. We're all persons. Okay, going from there, I need an acronym. Ooh. Uh, like uh, uh, an existing one? NIMBY. Or a made-up one. Nim- NIMBY. <laughs> it stands for not in my backyard. <laughs> it's a real thing. It's when people... <laughs> I have to use that. I have to. It's, it's when people are protesting like the development of something in their neighborhood. They're like, not in my backyard. <laughs> I have, to use this. I have to use this. I thought maybe that was like a campaign by like Miss Dig, you know, the the service you call before you dig. And so I was like, not in my backyard. <laughs> Close. All right. Close. Not quite. All right. Well, I hope in your backyard you can find a body part, which is the next thing. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, wait. Oh that, oh, that sounds bad. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you really set <laughs> oh, us up there. <laughs> oh, I, di- I, didn't, I didn't realize how that sounded until after the last uh, Schnoz. <laughs> Everyone has a schnoz in their home. Everyone has a schnoz in their backyard. backyard. (laughs) All right. Verb ending in ing. Mm. Wasting. Mm. Man, that's really cryptic. I don't know if I like that one. I guess crypticing doesn't work. Decomposing. Decompressing. Jogging. Okay. (laughs) Fine. It's just so mundane that it's got to be funny. It's it's got to be funny. That's exactly what it is. Crunching. All right. Now, going from the body part, I need a plural body part, like more than one. Uh, skins. <laughs> Great. Everyone's got at least three layers, man. <laughs> Everyone's got a couple skins, right? Yeah. All right. Last one, plural noun. Mm. Bunsen burners. That should have been the tool. Bunsen burner? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I mean, we're the tool we've got Xbox 360 live <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. Plural noun. Um, loafers. Sure. Does that work? TJ, yeah. are you happy with that? Yeah. Okay. Loafers. They're loafers. Like, they're like lazy shoes. They are lazy shoes. Or lazy people. They just want to sit around the, the house all day. Even loaf, if you were going to go so far as to suggest. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's hear it. And with that, we have the movie lib, and oh, no. I wrote this movie lib based off of my favorite movie of the summer, which was Mission Impossible Fallout. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Mission Impossible. Stilt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sounds like a premise I, I can get on board with. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. I'm ready to continue. All right. All right. Great. After losing three unappreciative canisters and a mission, <laughs> <laughs> a mission gone wrong in San Francisco. <laughs> Ethan slip. Hunt must reunite with the IMF in order to take down the wet group known as the <laughs> Jesus. Can you repeat that sentence, please? Yeah. Ethan Hunt must reunite with the IMF in order to take down the wet group known as the Geeses. Uh, <laughs> the Geeses. <laughs> in addition to this threat, Ethan must also worry about the Xbox 360 lines. <laughs> <laughs> he's like got it on his Bluetooth as he's running from the helicopter. Actually... It's a code name given to uh, given to a restaurant birthday six person from NIMBY. <laughs> my that, backyard. That just happens to be sporting a glorious schnoz. <laughs> With ever jogging alliances, the entire cast must keep on their skins in order to stay alive. <laughs> keep on their skins. 
Yeah, I sure hope they do. <laughs> Full of exciting loafers and such that will make your jaw lick. Be sure to check out Vision. <laughs> what? Like when you like rub your chin on somebody. <laughs> I'm, I'm licking you with my jaw. Be right sure now. to check out Mission Impossible Stilt. Stilt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, wow. All right. All right. Want to give credit to the audience contributors. Thank you, Amanda, for contributing wet. And thank you, Taryn, for contributing lick. Thank those you. were Those were real good. Appreciate it. Yes. They were welcomed additions what to un- Movie Lives. Unappreciated things he lost. Was or- Barrels? Uh, was after losing three unappreciative canisters. Canisters. <laughs> like, guys, I swear I'm going to leave you behind if you don't start. <laughs> you don't start like appreciating all, everything I'm doing for you here. I just, oh. I love everything about this. It's great. It gets better every time. Oh, so, if, if you want to participate next week, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Beyond the Real, on Twitter, uh, and we'll make sure we tweet it out before give you guys a chance to. Let the creative juices flow. But thanks again to the people that uh, participated this week's. So, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. We are so, not three unappreciative canisters. We are not. We are very. We are three appreciative canisters. Yes, that is exactly what we are. Um, so without taking a break, we'll jump right into what's coming out this weekend really quick. Uh, normally, we'll jump into what's coming out and then some news in uh, indie showcase. But this week it was a little special with uh, it being the first show in a while. So what's coming out this weekend is uh, the nun and peppermint. So the numb, the numb I'm numb from all these conjuring movies, yeah. which is what the nun is. Dude, it, I love Lincoln park. What? I don't know. It's, it's, it's a Lincoln park song. It's the song. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm sorry. Keep going. Um, so the nun is another addition to the conjuring franchise, which I have no interest in. I'm sure if you like the conjuring, then you'll like the nun. But if you haven't seen the trailer for it, you can check out our Twitter and we have a link to that, um, for your convenience. Well, aren't there like four movies in that franchise so far? Cause they got the conjuring movies and then they've got the Annabelle spinoffs. Mm-hmm. So there are four movies in the conjuring franchise. Wow. They're really milking that. It's the cinematic universe. The Conjuring Cinematic Universe. The I'd, I'd still rather see the Tommy Pickle Cinematic Universe. Easily. The TPCU. TPCU. <laughs> I like that ad that's going around for the nun that's like, our ads for the nun are got pulled for being too scary. So take this still image instead. Yeah, the, yeah, and the it YouTube is admittedly ads. a very unsettling still image. I gotta hand it to him. If that like that seems kinda like it's all they're they're gonna have the movie ride on. It's just that one shot of the nun just kind of looking a little disgruntled. Yeah, and then they're going to be like, oh, wait, our still image was too disturbing. So check out this gift basket about the nun. Check <laughs> out they, the- they send the gift <laughs> basket to people instead of like, oh, that, I, thought you said, I thought they said like gift basket, like the, the moving pictures. <laughs> they just, yeah. they just <laughs> no, no. A, a gift basket. Like literally a nun-themed gift basket, and that's how they're going to market the movie from like now on. Like a little pop figurine of the nun. Yeah, <laughs> like, like kind of like she's got that look on her face. Like if if you were to read anything from that expression, she's like disappointed in you for like like coming out to like like eat some some sugar late at night. I'm now that... I'm gonna think about that all the time when I scrounge in my freezer for the, Man, the go, gallon tub of ice cream. Oh com- yeah, that is actually like not fun to think about. <laughs> yeah, come on, TJ, Man. you just scarred all of our listeners. And Man, us. that's going in the same compartment as Jimmy Neutron's socks. Yeah. Wow. Oh, God, any other? I'm, I'm looking at pictures of her now, and any other angle of this character is not as scary as the one they used. Wow. Um, so, anyways, the nun coming out this weekend, uh, and the second one is Peppermint, which. Is in the same vein of the vigilante justice characters, um, and this one actually looks like pretty good. It's going to be refreshing to have yeah. a good movie in theaters. I haven't seen a good action movie in a while, besides Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah, well, it's been at least it's a, been a month. month. Like yeah. you know, the last couple of weeks have been pretty dry, unfortunately. No, that's the August season. Usually. Yeah, Just the summer kind of winding down as people people's wallets recover from the big blockbusters. Yeah. But that means there's a lot to look forward to the rest of this year. And just like the movies, there's a lot to look forward to with Beyond the Real. So, uh, you know, tune in every day for uh, more every day, every Tuesday, rather, every week at 9 p.m. on Mountain 91.5. We'll be in the studio talking about 
the current movies in the theaters, what's coming out, some news, and uh, we'll provide a sort of a guide to um, what's in the theaters and uh, give you guys an idea of what you might be interested in. We'll give you our opinions, but our opinions are awesome, so you'll appreciate them. And speaking of some news, um, can I break something up, maybe? Sure. Just to talk about, um, what do you guys think about the Oscars potentially having their popular film category? What does that mean? So all, why don't you why don't you explain it? Popular. All right. Well, they announced a couple months ago, I think, that they were going to put a new ca- a new like side thing into their awards, almost, and it was going to be for popular film, which is like which in which they would supposedly honor the summer. Bl- in which they were supposedly honor the summer blockbusters like Infinity War and Black Panther mm-hmm. for being those. And I personally think it's a little condescending. Like, <laughs> well, well, cause it's it like, is. it's like they're going to give these films their own category because they don't deserve the real Oscars. And I genuinely think that they're creating this category entirely because they want to give Black Panther an Academy Award. And honestly, <laughs> and if they like it that much, just give it a real award. Yeah. What's the, what's the big deal? Mm-hmm. Um, I also think, and this is just my opinion, but I think Hollywood is extremely out of touch with uh, um, with a lot of the stuff that's happening now. They, I don't, I don't think a big summer blockbuster has actually won Best Picture since Lord of the Rings: The Return of the King in two thousand three. And I'm not saying that it needs to win every year, but the movies that consistently win Best Picture are the ones that almost nobody sees. Mm-hmm. Like I have, I have not heard of Moonlight, and I haven't seen promotional material for it. Although it won Best Picture, and the year before that was Spotlight, and I don't know anybody that's seen that. And it's just a, it's a shift in what they're doing. They're trying to go for the indie films and highlight them, which is understandable because not everybody sees these films that are really good that are made on a small budget, like, <clears throat> like supposedly Spotlight and Moonlight, but. In trying to throw the blockbusters a bone like this, I think it really backfired on them. That's that's just my opinion. I think it's a I think it's a way for them to try and boost their ratings as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm really not a fan of the popular film Oscar category. You know, as a business decision, I, I feel like it makes sense because more people are going to be tuning in to the live show because they're excited about their favorite movie that has a chance. I mean, a lot of people have favorite movies like. Harry Potter or Mission Impossible Fallout that would usually get snubbed for a lot of these Academy Awards. And now that there's a category, people are more excited about it. Um, I, for one, don't really watch the Oscars. Me neither. I just see what happens afterwards because I'm not really interested in seeing it live. I'm kind of neutral on the whole issue. Um, I think it's good for them to try and tap into the more popular media and I guess I really hadn't considered about what you said about how you know Best Picture used to be all these really popular films. It um, didn't. It doesn't need. It didn't always used to be, and it doesn't always need to be. But it was even, more prevalent. It was they had a possibility of being Best yeah, Picture. It just think, so happened that sometimes popular movies were also really good, and there was no like tendency to say, "Oh, but that's popular, so we can't." Yeah. can't yeah. Actually, actually, I think the last like even remotely popular movie to be nominated for best picture to my knowledge was arrival for, oh, the, yeah. for the 2017 Oscars. Mm-hmm. And I, and I appreciate that, but it still wasn't a, it still wasn't a huge movie. And I can't imagine that a lot of people saw it in the theaters. I just think that even just by including the big movies, they'll probably get some more views and some more attention, but I, another thought that I have is that if there's a category for popular film, does that imply that there's a category for unpopular film? <laughs> like, I just, um, well, that would be the best picture category. At the ouch. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, yeah. that that would be what it is, yeah. I think, is what they're trying to get at. No, it's not unpopular. It's cool guy film. I, you ain't ever heard of this. Maybe, you know... I'm okay with it if they continue to expand on it. Maybe if they splinter the popular film category into like like Blockbuster or... The Oscar equivalent of the MTV Movie Awards. Yeah. Just like throw that in there. You know, it doesn't have to be... Oscars doesn't have to be this prestigious event where everyone's wearing a black bow tie and is like really fancy. You know, they, they might... Bringing it down a little bit might mean younger viewership. Yeah. And get them interested in movies because nominating these 
these indie films doesn't really do much for attracting more new movie lovers. You know, I would agree. So maybe that'll help. We'll see, won't we? Well, at at the moment, in my opinion, the Oscars is like a bunch of rich celebrities going up there, going up on the stage to honor movies that nobody else has seen. And for a while now, I just haven't really thought that it's event and been an event that's worth my time. I just look at a quick list the next day of like, oh, what well, one? Haven't seen that. Haven't seen that. Haven't seen that. Okay, next. Yeah. So in in our culture of uh, quick and quick satisfaction uh, and you know consuming media quickly, it, it gets kind of brushed to the side if you don't <laughs> see those movies. <laughs> But I mean, I did see three three billboards. I did see. Uh, I've been having a concerted effort to see movies that are being nominated sure. in the last little bit. But that's just me. It doesn't really mean much for the um, what one typical the general last one, audience. The Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw that on a plane. I, rem- I remember seeing it now. Yeah. Well, Oscars. We'll tune in. That's a really awkward way to end my part. I'm sorry, yeah. guys. <laughs> we'll check in with Oscars later um, this fall, winter semester. Um, and you can tune in every day, every, every week. Tuesday. That's the second time. <laughs> I mean, you could tune in every day. We won't be here, but you could do it. Yeah. No, but you could tune in the Mountain 91.5 and hear their music. You. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you guys really, um, helped me with that. And supported me. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Um, so anyways, Tuesdays at 9 PM beyond the real, um, once again, we'll be talking about movies and well, I think that does it for tonight. Thanks for all of you that listen to us talk about movies um, next week will be a regular show. And as usual, you can uh, follow us on Twitter, beyond the real on Twitter, and we'll be back next week. Um, for now, we'll get into mountain. Anyone five more AAA music straight to your ear through the radio. This has been beyond the real. I hope you all have a great night straight to your ear.